are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Friday edition of the show. A lot to get to. Tom Homo spoke to the media yesterday for his annual media roundtable. Just before that, BYU announced their new deal with ESPN. We'll talk about that on today's show. BYU basketball lights it up at the Marriott Center as they blow Pepperdine away and get ready for St. Mary's. We'll talk about that. And we'll also get to some of your mailbag questions as well on today's podcast. Today's show brought to you in part by Spavia. We'll tell you what they're offering our listeners here in just a little bit. And we are proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, America's number one daily podcast network. And with that rundown out of the way, let's get going. This is Locked On Cougars for January 31st, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. And thanks again for taking the time to download your daily podcast focused on BYU with us here on Locked On Cougars. This podcast, if you're just learning about us, you're just finding us for the first time, well, hello, I'm Jake. I'm the host of this long-running podcast. We're with you each and every day, aiming to be your one-stop shop for all of the BYU sports news you need to know each and every day. Thanks again for downloading the show. You can follow us on whichever podcast provider you listen on. We're available everywhere, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Make sure to follow along, subscribe, also give us a favorable rating and review so that way you never miss a show. And thanks in advance for joining us in the Locked On Cougars community. Let's kick things off today. BYU and BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo speaking to the media yesterday for his annual media roundtable. Obviously, a prominent question that was going to be asked was going to be BYU and ESPN, their rumored long-term extension or new media rights deal. And just minutes before the the event was set to begin. They announced a new six-year, sorry, seven-year extension on their current deal with ESPN that'll run through the 2026 college football season. In addition to the home television rights, BYU and ESPN events have reached a separate agreement for BYU to participate in ESPN-owned and operated bowl games in 2020, 2022, and 2024. And then under a separate agreement, the Cougars will play in the Independence Bowl in Shreveport, Louisiana in 2021, 2023, and 2025. So the good news is, is BYU, yes, they have a new deal with ESPN that will guarantee that the majority of their games are on the ESPN family of networks speaking of their home games over the next seven seasons but additionally they have their bowl agreements in place one note yesterday from tom homo on the bowl agreements is that the cheese it bowl which is held in phoenix arizona there is a clause in byu's contract that will uh, guarantee byu or not just a guarantee but will give byu an option to play in the cheese it bowl if either the big 12 or the big 10 is unable to fulfill their allotment of teams to play in that game. Now, to clarify that a little bit, so essentially I was told yesterday by BYU Sports Information, Duff Till, Brett Pine, etc., they do a great job down there. So they said in the two agreements here on the bowl games, the 2020, 2022, and 2024, essentially bowl-free agent games where you're just going to be slotted into a game thanks to ESPN. Well, if the Cheez-It Bowl isn't able to fill its allotment from both the Pac-12 or the Big Ten, so there's an open slot, 
one of the three games with ESPN events could be a game for BYU to play in the Cheez It Bowl. And also, during the years where BYU's contracted to go to the Independence Bowl in Shreveport, Louisiana in 2021, 2023, and 2025, it also, if one of those years that Cheez It Bowl needs a slot, BYU could play in that game. So BYU could potentially play in the Cheez It Bowl twice if everything shakes out. And there's openings in that game. But as it stands right now, BYU will in essence be a bowl free agent for three of the seasons upcoming in the current contract with ESPN. And then the other three seasons, they are contracted to go to the Independence Bowl in Shreveport, Louisiana. So BYU fans get ready to get acquainted with the Deep South. It should be fun. Independence Bowl, BYU being an independent program. It's kind of a cool setup there. I think my biggest takeaway from this is that BYU and their contract with ESPN, it guarantees them that they're going to be on ESPN for the long term. 74% of their games have been on national TV since going independent with that contract with ESPN. I know ESPN executives are very pleased with what BYU has brought to the table. I know that BYU hasn't won big. I know that some of you are probably saying, well, why would they be happy with a 7-6 and six football team? ESPN they're in the business of sports. They're not necessarily in it for the love of sports. Hopefully that makes sense. You can kind of separate those two. And you look at it, and ESPN understands that BYU is a national brand, and they bring eyeballs wherever they go. Wherever they play games, people are going to tune in. And that is why ESPN sees BYU as a very attractive broadcast partner. Uh, Tom Homo spoke about that yesterday. Let's hear a little bit about it. Here's what his thoughts were on the new deal with ESPN and what it means for the BYU football program. I feel really good about it. I've felt really good about it. We've been in discussions for a couple of years. And when I say that, it's not like they we spend hours a day on it. But um, we knew it was coming up, and we wanted to address it early, and we started early. Um, we've had um, meetings at games where we just happened to be at, you know, with the, some of their principals. We've had a lot of things over the airway, I mean, over the uh, emails. We've had calls, and through that time, we were able to come to a really good um, agreement, and I like it. It's what we expected it to be. I think it's what they expected it to be. There wasn't a lot of wranglings, but came out where we feel we are able to progress these next number of years and do the things that we need to with ESPN on our, in, our, in our side. How does that impact independence? Well, you can't do it without it. Absolutely. There's no way. I, you know, and people say maybe you could have gone with, could you, could you, could you have gone with another uh, a broadcast company? Yeah, sure. I, I, people are able to do amazing things now in broadcast, but we wanted to do it with ESPN. ESPN was, you know, is uh, the sports leader. I have believed it years ago. I believe it now, and I think it's going to be, you know, going forward, that it's going to be the same way. There you go, Tom Homo, and this agreement with with ESPN. It just it, it it's beneficial for both parties. I know that ESPN has been very pleased with what BYU has brought to the table, and in this upcoming deal, guess what? BYU is going to get more money, not less money than that some people might think, because there's a lot of detractors out there that think that BYU, well, ESPN's not going to pay them that much. They are actually. I have it on very good authority. I don't know the exact figures, but I have it on very good authority that BYU 
value in this new agreement with ESPN is getting a raise in terms of the overall dollar numbers in terms of what they will be picking up in terms of media rights. And that's a fantastic development for BYU. It will continue to help them reinvest in the football program. At least that is the hope that they will reinvest it. And there's plenty to talk about with Tom Homo's Media Summit. Don't have a lot of time on today's podcast, but over the next week or so, we're going to have plenty to talk about in that regard, and we'll get to it. So we'll talk about many of the topics that were discussed in that roundtable, but I think the biggest news of the day was what BYU revealed yesterday. They have a new seven-year agreement with ESPN, the ESPN family of networks. At least uh, four games will be on ESPN networks each season. BYU TV will continue to get their one contracted game annually, normally the FCS game, so in 2020's case, North Alabama in late November. But BYU and ESPN, it's a partnership that's been beneficial for both sides, and it looks like it's going to continue on into the long term, and that's that should be celebrated if you're a BYU fan. All right, we'll catch up on everything else uh, going on in BYU basketball news. A big win against Pepperdine last night. Need to preview the game against St. Mary's tomorrow as well. We'll get to that here in just a moment. Uh, plenty to catch you up on, so we'll get to all of that. Before we do that, though, guys, I want to talk to you about a new sponsor on the podcast, and that is our good friends at Spavia. And you're probably wondering, what is Spavia? Well, Spavia is bringing the feel of a five-star resorts spa to you. Hopefully that makes sense. Any of you guys that have been to a high-end resort, a hotel, etc., and have been to a spa for a massage, etc., you know how luxurious it is, you know how fun it is, you know how relaxing it is. Well, guess what? Spa Via is here in the Utah area, it's in Sandy in particular, and they're here to help you guys make sure you don't screw up Valentine's Day. I went to Spa Via, met with Donette and the rest of the staff down there just the other day, and I have to tell you guys, absolutely phenomenal first rate organization they are top notch and i give them my highest recommendation it's just absolutely incredible i would encourage you guys if you guys are looking for something for valentine's day there's an incredible deal right now women love massages they love facials they love getting pampered plain and simple and right now with spavia you can get Two, if you buy two gift cards, you get an additional gift card of the same value for free. Does that make sense? So if you buy two $50 gift cards, you get another $50 gift card from Spavia for free. Incredible deal. The best deal they're offering all year long. They're a proud new partner of the Locked On Podcast Network and Locked On Cougars and couldn't be more pleased. I got a massage there just a couple of days ago and I have to tell you guys, it was awesome. I'm not blowing smoke. I, Man, I can't speak enough of how, how great the staff was down there. It's a first-rate organization. Like I said, bringing the five-star feel of a five-star hotel spa feel to you guys and making it very affordable. Check it out, guys. Give them a call. If you want to find out more about what they're offering our listeners, that two-for-one special they've got going on right now, 801-424-7566. Mention you're a Locked On podcast listener, that you listen to Locked On Cougars and they'll help you put together the perfect package for your special Valentine. Score points with your Valentine and give the gift of ultimate relaxation and pampering. Give the gift of Spavia. All right, guys, last night, if you were at the Marriott Center, you got treated to an offensive exhibition, even if you're watching it on TV on CBS Sports Network. A fun game is BYU routes Pepperdine 107 to 80. The first time BYU's been over 100 points since, uh, I believe, 2018. Was that, the, was that the note they had? Or it might have been the highest they've scored since 2018. Regardless, impressive, impressive offensive outing for BYU. They shoot 61.2% from the field, 60.7% from beyond the 
arc, from the three-point arc. An impressive, impressive outing for BYU offensively. Six players score in double figures in this game. Uh, I thought it was just exactly what you wanted to see from BYU after giving up what was a pretty big lead on the road at San Francisco. Like I said previously, BYU essentially used up their mulligan in conference play, and they could not afford to lose this game. And I will give credit to Pepperdine because BYU went on a 17-0 run early on in this game and went up by as many as 22 points. And to Pepperdine's credit, they carved it back. They go as a 15-0 run to get it within single digits. And then BYU in the second half comes out similar to the first half and just goes on a massive, massive run and runs away and hides. And it was a huge win for BYU. There is no doubt about it. The Cougars rolling a little bit here as now they get ready to face off against St. Mary's tomorrow night, 8 o'clock Mountain Time. And it's going to be a raucous environment at the Marriott Center, I hope. Uh, St. Mary's obviously won last night as well. They remain in second place in the West Coast Conference. BYU remains in third place. And if BYU wants to get a quality win, another so-called quad one win on their resume, well, here's your first opportunity to do it with the St. Mary's Gales coming to Provo. BYU and St. Mary's have had quite the series history since BYU joined the West Coast Conference. And they've got to be ready to go for this game because I, I... You can say whatever you want about Randy Bennett, but his teams get results. That's the biggest thing about St. Mary's, and that is what you need to be aware of for BYU. You went to St. Mary's, you battled, and you came up a little bit short. You did it without Yoli Childs, so you're sitting here waiting for an opportunity to to strike it big and pick up another quality victory. Well, here's your opportunity to do it. The good news from last night was, in the aftermath of BYU blowing out Pepperdine, the Cougars in the Ken Palm ratings moved up to number 18. Uh, They continue to move up in these national ratings that indicate that BYU is on track to make it as an at-large team into the NCAA tournament. You have to continue to avoid the the strategic or the bad losses on BYU's schedule. You can't lose to a Portland. You can't lose to San Diego. You can't lose to Pepperdine in the rematch in the regular season finale. That type of stuff coming up. But tomorrow night, it's the opposite conversation. Here is your opportunity to bolster your position as an NCAA at-large team in this tournament committee's eyes with a big win over the 33rd ranked in terms of the ratings St. Mary's Gales. Like I said, Randy Bennett's Randy Bennett's squad, they are just a hard-nosed hard edge. They just defend lights out. They shoot it at a high clip and they have had success in Provo. There's been no doubt about it. St. Mary's, if you remember the Della Vadova dagger that I was in attendance at, one of the more incredible plays I've seen on the Marriott Center floor from an opposing player. They come to BYU and St. Mary's is not intimidated. A lot of programs, I think, come to BYU, see the massive crowd, the student section that's just going bonkers, the rock, and credit to the rock because they make it a true home court advantage for BYU basketball, but you look at uh, these programs, a lot of them come in and look a little starstruck or a little awestruck when they see BYU because they're not used to the environment that BYU offers. It's almost a unique thing in the West Coast Conference. The only thing that comes close to it is probably Gonzaga, and even Gonzaga is a third of the size, if not smaller, than BYU in terms of their overall attendance. So, When you have St. Mary's come in here, they're not going to come in here thinking, oh my gosh, what's going on? Randy Bennett and his team, they're seasoned veterans. They understand what they're doing. They understand how they're going to play. And BYU's got to be able to match that intensity if they want to win this game. It's going to be a battle. There's no doubt about it. 
You hope that BYU's hot shooting uh, continues on in t- tomorrow night's game. You hope they didn't use up all of that so-called good mojo, the, the ability to hit big shots uh, in this last game against Pepperdine because you're going to need to hit shots against St. Mary's. They're the type of team that making runs like you did against Pepperdine, much tougher because they're just the type of team that they hit big shots. Guys like Jordan Ford, they don't miss shots, and they, they will get their buckets when they need them. BYU now sits at 16-7, and 5-3 and three in West Coast Conference play. If you want to kind of get out of the running of being the third team in a three-team West Coast Conference race, if that makes sense, it's kind of what the projection of all, or the, the pro- projection, I, that's probably not the right word, the narrative about the West Coast Conference is, we'll go with the narrative, BYU has kind of been running third behind Gonzaga and St. Mary's in recent seasons, and if you want to peg yourself as at least the second best team in the West Coast Conference, well, here's your chance to go out and establish some dominance. They battled in Moraga. BYU, to their credit, did, did quite well, all things considered, without Yoli Childs in that game, losing just by three points. But tomorrow night, I don't expect St. Mary's to roll in and just roll over. That's not the type of team that Randy Bennett coaches. It's just not his style as a coach. And I think that BYU's got their work cut out for him as they get ready to face off against St. Mary's. Personal note, I hate the Thursday-Saturday matchup. I think it should be Wednesday-Saturday just to give teams a little more preparation time. I understand that St. Mary's has got to travel to Utah on short rest, but still, I just... I don't like the format. I understand why they do it because it lessens travel costs and all that stuff. It allows student athletes to spend more time in the classroom. But if I was the West Coast Conference, I'd be trying to chase playing on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Saturday nights, kind of similar to the Mountain West Conference. But that's just my personal um my personal thought on that. So big opportunity staring BYU in the face. St. Mary's is coming into Provo and I don't expect them to come in and think, you know what? We, we have no chance here. They're going to come in thinking, okay, we're going to get our second win of the season. We're going to win a season series over BYU. And we're essentially going to tell the Cougars, you guys are playing third fiddle behind us and Gonzaga. It's BYU's chance to say, you know what? We're not taking that. We're going to bounce back here and we're going to make sure you're aware of what we're doing. Uh, a couple final notes before we talk some other BYU sports is that credit to uh, Jake Toulson hits his career high with th- seven made three pointers. BYU as a team ties a program record for a single game with 17 made threes. And just the evidence I felt like of BYU's ability just to hit everything it seemed like in the second half last night. Taylor Mon comes in, plays a minute, nine seconds, hits a running three pointer that just was buried. And that kind of said everything I felt I, that needed to be said in that game for BYU. So imagine. Massive, massive win over Pepperdine, really established themselves, and now you have your opportunity to really stake claim to being one of the two best teams in the West Coast Conference with a win over St. Mary's. Good luck to Mark Pope and his squad as they get ready for that matchup. Should be a lot of fun. 8 o'clock Mountain Time tomorrow night there in Provo. Get your tickets on BYUtickets.com and get out to the Marriott Center. The crowds have not been great recently in terms of outside the student section. The Rock's been pretty full, but the overall attendance of BYU basketball games this year, kind of lacking and I would encourage you guys take advantage this is a team that is playing extremely well and this should be your opportunity it should be an opportunity for you to go out and enjoy some high quality basketball tomorrow night and hopefully you guys will get that opportunity to do that and enjoy it 
All right, we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news here in just a minute. Before we do that, though, similar to Spavia, we want to help you guys out promote your local business. If you've been a listener to Locked On Cougars, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with the Locked On Sports Network to reach sports fans. But what you may not know is that Locked On Cougars is a great way for your local business to reach passionate BYU fans just like you. Similar to Spavia, unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners and not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with BYU fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's get your company on Locked On Cougars. Local fans love to support local businesses, so text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to work with you to achieve Locked On advertising success. So once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you soon and having you be a part of Locked On Cougars. All right, guys, wrapping up today's edition of the podcast. Let's start off with the news you need to know about the other BYU sports programs, the weekend ahead in terms of those. Let's start off with the women's basketball. Four different Cougars scored in double figures as BYU won their sixth straight game on the women's side of things, 66-54 at Portland. Congratulations to BYU. They're now 13-7 and on the season, 8-2 and overall. Uh, a good showing for BYU. Sarah Hampson led the way with 14 points and 10 rebounds, along with a season-high nine blocks. Almost a triple-double with the blocks for Sarah Hampson in that win. Congratulations to women's basketball. They're back in action uh, tomorrow as they face number 12, Gonzaga, tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Yeah, sorry, 3 o'clock Mountain Time in the McCarthy Athletic Center there in Spokane. The game will be carried live on the WCC Network streaming online. A couple of the notes for you is that BYU softball begins their season next week, and they were picked with five first-place votes to be the – favorite to win the West Coast Conference softball title once again in 2020. They're the six-time defending WCC champions. No reason why they shouldn't win a seventh straight one, it appears. BYU won five of the fir- five of the six first-place votes. Loyola Marymount in second place garnered the other first-place vote. BYU got 25 points overall to LMU's 21. Best of luck uh, to BYU women's, vo- women's not volleyball, women's softball. They open up their season in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico with a doubleheader against Nevada and George Washington next Thursday. All right, other notes for you guys maybe is that uh, this weekend's schedule will run down everything you guys need to know in terms of watching BYU on TV. The women's and women's track and field teams are at the UW Invite in Seattle, Washington this weekend. That's happening today and tomorrow up there in Seattle. Best of luck to them. There will be live stats on the BYU Cougars website if you want to track that. Uh, women's uh, tennis is in action in Pullman, Washington this weekend. They're facing off against the University of Idaho as well as Washington State. Uh, they'll face off against the Vandals today before facing uh, the Cougars tomorrow. So best of luck to women's tennis in that regard. Men's and women's swimming and diving faces off against Utah in a diving competition at the Richards Building Pool tonight at 6 o'clock Mountain Time. Men's volleyball also at home tonight. Number two men's volleyball against number three UC Santa Barbara uh, on BYU TV at 7 o'clock tonight as well as on BYU TV tomorrow night in the second game of that two-game series. Women's gymnastics is on the road tonight in Boise against Boise, Idaho. In Boise, against Boise State, excuse me, in Boise, Idaho, at Extra Mile Arena. That'll begin at 7 o'clock Mountain Time. There will be a live stream link on the BYU Cougars website and also live stats if you want to track the women's uh, 
Vol- no, women's. Oh my gosh, why are we thinking of women's volleyball? I apologize. Women's gymnastics in action, and then women's and women's swimming and diving. So the swimming side of things will take part tomorrow at the Richards Building Pool in that dual meet against the University of Utah at 11 a.m. Mountain Time. If you want to watch that, and then BYU men's tennis, their first home match of the season, they face off against East Tennessee State at the indoor tennis courts tomorrow morning at 11:30 a.m. Mountain Time. Favorite thing about men's tennis, free pizza to all attendees. If you want to get some free pizza, go watch BYU men's tennis in action. They'll also be back at home tomorrow against uh, Weber State later on in the evening at 5.30. All right, BYU basketball, like I said, in action tomorrow night, 8 o'clock Mountain Time on ESPN2 tomorrow night. Check that out. It's going to be a fun weekend of BYU sports. I'll, of course, recap it all for you guys on the Monday edition of the podcast. All right, uh, we haven't gotten to our mailbag segment this week. It's been a week full of just all kinds of BYU news. It's all been great, but I wanted to get to a couple of questions here real quick. Good friend of the podcast, Sean Broderick, sent in the question, who is the, who, which former BYU player has the greatest performance in Super Bowl history? And it's, it's not even a hesitation. It's not because I'm a San Francisco 49ers uh, homer. It's Steve Young. In the 1994 Super Bowl, 25 years ago, the last time the Niners won the Super Bowl, they'll be facing off against the Chiefs tomorrow. Well, Steve Young put up one of the best performances we've seen in a Super Bowl ever. Six touchdown passes. There is no doubt that he just absolutely lit it up. Of course, the famous quote late in the game, get that monkey off my back and all that stuff. It was his first win as the starting quarterback in a Super Bowl for the 49ers. Proved to be his final win in the Super Bowl, but still, just an impressive, impressive showing, and there's no doubt about the fact that Steve Young, he has the greatest performance in BYU in terms of a former BYU Cougar in the Super Bowl. Three Cougars in the Super Bowl this weekend. Andy Reid, the coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, along with Daniel Sorensen playing for him in the defensive backfield for Kansas City and opposite them is also Fred Warner, BYU linebacker in this matchup. It should be a fun time on Saturday afternoon slash evening. Hopefully you guys have, have fun plans with family and friends for the Super Bowl. And then one final question for you guys came in via Twitter. That was Keith Wilson at The Real Keith. He said in the question, do you really feel Taysom Hill can last even one season as a starting quarterback in the NFL? I think it's a valid question because we all saw Taysom Hill. Well, as a starting quarterback at BYU, he couldn't stay healthy. So why should you expect he's going to stay healthy as in the NFL if he is the starting guy in New Orleans or wherever? I think it's a valid question, Keith. The nice part is so far in Taysom Hill's career, he has not gotten injured playing in the NFL, and that includes him playing wide receiver, tight end, running back, quarterback, special teams. He's played so many different things in his career so far, and he hasn't been injured to that degree of a season-ending injury. That's a positive sign. I think that if you have more wear and tear as a starting quarterback where opposing teams are essentially trying to rip your head off on any given play, that might change things. So I think the jury is out, Keith, if he could ultimately survive as a starting quarterback in the NFL, regardless if it's just his ability to stay healthy or if it's his ability to be effective as a starting quarterback. I think he's in a good role. I've said it multiple times on this podcast. I think his ideal role is in this multifaceted approach that he's been playing under with the New Orleans Saints. But if they truly believe he is going to be a franchise quarterback, as they keep saying, you got to give him a shot at some point and see if he if he can ultimately live up to it. And my 
honest hope is that he is able to stay healthy and get the job done. I, regardless if he ends up as starting quarterback this year, in 2021, etc., I hope that Taysom Hill has a healthy career and he plays to the level he has always dreamed of playing at the professional level. He's got next-level athleticism. Can he take the next step and be a starting quarterback in the NFL? Jury is very much still out on that, and we're about to find out, I feel like. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. It's a blast to be with you guys each and every day. Thanks again for joining us. Follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Locked on Cougars. Make sure to follow me, at Jacob C. Hatch. And also, don't forget to weigh in on the show if you want to weigh in via email, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Big thanks to Spavia for being a sponsor on the show. If you're getting ready for Valentine's Day, guys, or if you just want to take care of yourself, get yourself a massage, etc. Give them a call at Spavia. They are the best of the best, guys. Give them a call. 801-424-7566. Tell them you're a Locked On Cougars listener, and they will take great care of you. I can promise you that. All right, we'll talk to you soon, guys. This has been Locked On Cougars for January 31st, 2020.